0: This is Geo Jewett from Pflugerville, Texas, and you're listening to Podcacher.
1: This show is sponsored by the FTF Geocacher magazine, a must-subscribe for all geocachers.
2: This full-color, glossy magazine is released every two months and is chock-full of stories, articles, pictures, instruction, humor, milestones, and more.
1: Sign up today at FTFGeocacher.com.
3: This is the
2: Podcaster Podcast,
1: the podcast all about geocaching.
2: We consistently deliver high quality, family friendly shows that are informative, inspirational, and entertaining.
0: Welcome to the show.
1: Sunny, and I'm Sandy from sunny San Diego, California. Welcome to podcaster This show is packed with geocaching goodness news tips and tricks and tools of the trade. Also interviews geocaching events and stories from around the world. You can find show notes with links mentioned on the show and a lot more geocaching goodies at podcacher.com. So with that, let's get on, on with the, the show. show. there hello and welcome to another pod podcast
2: we are glad you're here with us for show 719 for july 13th 2020
1: and hopefully you guys are doing well out there keeping safe uh, during these very very odd times Mm -hmm. maybe doing a little bit of uh, armchair geocaching
2: (laughs) in um, a good way in a good way you know like puzzles puzzles
1: You know, working
2: on uh, new caches for yourself
1: to go hide, you know, like
2: camo or whatever like that.
1: Yeah, we're certainly living through some very odd times. But hey,
2: we're halfway through 2020, right? So this crazy year.
1: Remember that list you sent me about (laughs) all the crazy things that have happened from January to now? I
2: saw something on Facebook. Somebody wrote it up with a whole bunch of emojis. All Like some things I hadn't even heard of had happened. Right. But when you read it all together. Like the
1: meth gators. It's crazy. And the flying Snakes and, and, a, and the whale, whale found in the Amazon. In the Amazon, and the Amazon? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but some of the other things everybody we're, knows we're about very well, well aware of. Yeah. Yes, but uh, yeah, we're uh, we're having a we're we're doing okay out here in San Diego. <laughs> uh, it was recently a joyous a celebration of Sandy's birthday. No, yes. not too long ago.
2: Now all three of us have had our COVID nineteen birthdays. Yes,
1: with... very strange.
2: Yep. We did meet some uh, some family at a park and did a social distance gathering. And, and Sandy had
1: some and, uh, drive up uh, yes people
2: coming up. Sunny arranged for some friends to come by and with some treats and special things. So yeah. so that was really cool. On my actual birthday, though, we spent a lot of time going to the doctor. Yeah of sunny
1: yeah well so here's what it is nothing super serious but it's happened once four years ago with gout mm-hmm. and uh, it hit pretty hard on the monday and tuesday mm-hmm. to the point where i simply did not sleep one night i didn't i didn't sleep one could night hardly walk could yeah. bear no i could i could hardly walk i was yeah. using a, a, a walking stick that we normally use for hiking just to get around the house yeah for those of you who have had it you could probably nod your head and understand. I mean, it's excruciating, agonizing pain. It's like in, in the big toe, a large joint there is mm-hmm. where it happens. And for me, it's on my right foot. And for those of you who don't know about it, it is because of the crystallization of uric acid. Uh, in And what happens is it builds up in a certain area. And these needle-like crystals that form. And the pain is... Is agonizing, yeah. and in fact, I found a a link to something called the disease of kings, and it and it really uh, gives a one very good description, but also and very fascinating to me, geeky gout s- through
2: the history, yes, through history. It's yeah.
1: interesting. I yeah. had no idea. So, if you want to read a, a pretty cool article, disease of kings, gout, uh, and again, I have not been afflicted with it. Very often, four years ago was the last time when we got back from Denver, Mm -hmm. and it's been the only time, but I tell you, it'll wake you up shockingly. In the middle of the night, and uh but but it's gotten better. I got some medication. Yes, it's taken care of a lot better. So it's been about a week now. Yeah, and my toe is still sore and painful, but it's certainly calmed down a lot.
2: Yeah, we were able on just this past Saturday to go to a nearby town. It's kind of up in the mountains. Although this time of year, it's even hotter up there because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's only what four thousand feet. Yeah, but we wanted some friends to the location of their wedding seven years ago. Seven years ago, and uh, Sunny took some pictures. Mm-hmm. Kind of reduplicated some of the pictures that was they a lot had of fun. Taken. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really cool, and fortunately, he was able to get around a little bit enough on his his foot. Certainly not enough to go hiking well, or geocaching. Seven
1: years ago, I was part of the wedding party. Yes, uh-huh. and this time I, and so I was not the photographer at that wedding. Right. But this time, I got to recreate some of the wedding photographers' uh, photos, and it was a lot of fun. Except for the fact that my my foot was really, really, I, I I did simply did not have the mobility I normally did. Right. Yeah.
2: But they turned out great.
1: They the the photos turned out great. Yeah, and and the difference is now they have a three-year-old who we put into some of the photos for family pictures right and uh you know just shows the difference and change over time no. but you know even with all that gout going on <laughs> we, we have a great joke planned for you today we're going to take a trip down memory lane related to firsts in geocaching
2: So we're going to share some stories of our first hides, first geocoin and trackable, first mega event, and more.
1: Yeah. And we also have some interesting feedback on the question of where would you travel if restrictions were lifted?
2: A great new geocaching blues song written and sung by one of our listeners and
1: much more. I like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, first up, new cash owner dashboard in the news.
0: Geocaching and GPS
1: news. All right, first up in geocaching and GPS news, you know, here at Podcacher, we always strive to keep you updated on all the things you should know as a geocacher, even if you happen to miss, uh, miss them or they slip by you. Now, one of the newest improvements on geocaching.com lately is the cache owner dashboard
2: and this page can be accessed from the play menu that you see right at the top of geocaching.com where you can see the option cache owner dashboard it even says new right next to it so you can't miss it Uh, you can also find it on the left panel when you're in the the regular player dashboard and here are some of the details from geocaching hq and i've checked it out a little bit it's it's really cool and helpful so with access to your geocache stats filters to quickly see if any caches need maintenance detailed tables, and the latest activity on your hides, cache ownership online is easier than ever before. The dashboard shows a summary of your total number of hides, logs, and favorite points on your hides. You also get an overview of your hides by geocache type and quick links to your published, unpublished, and archived hides. So when you go, I mean, I've gone to it. So for our account, right at the top, you can see Uh, How many caches do you have that are unpublished? Mm. Then you're like, oh, I forgot I started that one and I never finished it. Okay. Or the ones that are archived or the ones that are published or the ones that need maintenance Mm. that you need to do something
1: about. Wow, nice. Big improvements.
2: So the quick filters notify you of the need maintenance logs, reviewer notes, and also remind you of your disabled caches. Select a filter, review logs and messages, and easily take action right from the dashboard. Nice. Latest activity feed on your hides includes pictures, so you can quickly see recent logs, Finders, photos, and favorite points given to each of your hides in the activity feed. Hmm. Then they have improved table views for your hides and events. You can view the last three logs posted on your published geocaches, and you can see will attend and attended logs on your published and archived event tables at a glance. Oh, okay. So there's a lot of great wow. features. Um, I've looked at it for ours, and you know we have a, a decent number of hides, but not nearly as many as other people do. Mm-hmm. People who have hundreds or even thousands of hides. I can imagine that this, this would be even more helpful for them that have so many. So many, yeah. And it's hard to keep track of them at all. Right. And you can quickly see, you know, which ones need some attention or which ones people are liking and giving favorite points and all those kind of things. Love it. So be sure to go to the links in our show notes to check out the new cash owner dashboard. So,
1: you know, these are a bunch of new features all at one time. Was this like something they'd announced that was coming down the pike or did it just kind of show up?
2: Not that I'm aware of. Yeah. I I suppose there could be, you know, I don't really go to the forums a whole lot, so Mm -hmm. they might have mentioned it. Mm -hmm. So obviously they've been working on the whole thing as a package deal. Yeah. Yeah. And they announced it kind of all at once.
1: Love it! Mm-hmm. I mean, these are the kind of changes that over time really add to the geocaching experience. You know, being able to consult or take a look at all the um, the stats and things like that, and be able to make make then make decisions off it. Right. Right. Really cool. And again, for more information, you can head over to the show notes for this particular show, so you can go check it out for yourself.
2: Podcasts or First up in podcast or email, we have some audio called into the hotline.
0: Hey, this is Captain Jack Sparrow in Portland, Oregon, calling to wish Sandy an awesome happy birthday. Hope you have a great day down there. Go find a couple of caches and uh, relax. Talk to you later.
2: Thanks so much for the birthday wishes. I also got a lot of comments and happy birthdays on Facebook from many of you guys. Thank you so much for that. That was really sweet. And then we have another audio called in as well.
3: Hey, Sunny, Sandy, and Sean, this is Goblin Camper 2004. We just wanted to say that uh, listening to your last podcast, show 718, Staycation Geocaching, we just wanted to say that uh, back in May of this year during the coronavirus pandemic shutdowns, Zion's National Park, which is not that far from where we live here in St. George, Utah, we took a drive through Springdale, the little city that is right next to Zion's National Park. And when Zion's National Park was closed due to the coronavirus pandemic, we actually were able to drive through Zions National Park, and there wasn't really an awful lot of people going through at the time because it was closed the The highway through Zions National Park is the main is the main high- uh, highway that goes through so they couldn't close down the highway but it was kind of interesting to see the town of Springdale that not have that many tourists in that town and during that time it really affected that little tourist town of springdale utah we've been able to go out caching over the time but it's been kind of interesting with everything shut down over the, the last few months but things are starting to open up but well keep on caching and stay safe talk to you later bye
1: All right, thank you so much for calling that one in. You know, what we realize, because we're connected to basically the geocaching world. We get feedback and information from geocachers all around the world. And one thing that we have been uh, quick to realize is things vary widely depending on where you are, where you live, what country you're in, what state you're in. Now, some may look around them and and, and it looks really bad. These sirens every night, friends and neighbors they know who are sick. And then there are other places where you look around and think, what? No one's sick anywhere around here. Mm -hmm. And both are genuine, real experiences. And we all need to make choices based on the info that we have. Now, as you guys might know, I'm being careful not to judge anyone's decision on who's either more or less cautious than my situation. I've I've had my reasons for making decisions for my family and how we're going to behave, but I still try to understand and keep a perspective on and awareness of why others may be making different choices uh, other than I am, and you know this is more ev- this is uh, pretty evident also when you look at international forums or international Facebook posts because mm-hmm. people are again in different countries, different states, even, and I think some of the misinterpretations or understanding is because they're they're not living where the other person's living, right? And so you know we here we live in the metropolitan area uh, of San Diego. And there's a lot going on in California and Los Angeles, and that might be really different for those of you who are living in different countries. Hey, do us a favor. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at podcaster@gmail.com. at gmail.com. You can send in something that we could give feedback on, like a rant, a rave, a review, or a roving report, and just say hi and let us know how you're doing in your part of the world. As we mentioned on a recent show, we wanted to take a trip down Memory Lane, as many of you are doing with the Souvenirs promotion.
2: So the first souvenir is Memory Lane First Geocache Hidden. Yes. And if you guys have been out there finding some geocaches, you probably have some of these. Souvenirs. Some of you probably already have all of them already. <laughs> if yeah. you're doing a lot of caching, yeah. And they really did a good job, kind of with an overview of the 20 years of geocaching. Yeah. Through through the years, kind of me- going down memory lane. Mm-hmm. So the first geocache hidden, of course, they're talking about the very first one in May of 2000. Mm-hmm. Um, but we started thinking about our first hides, and it's interesting because Sunny was obviously a geocacher before I was. Before we and got married. Before you we even got married, knew each other, Before we knew each other. Before I even knew what geocaching was. Yes, right. Yes. And so we went back in history, and Sonny's first hide, back when he was known as ITRAX, was January twentieth, twentieth, two 2003.
1: Yeah, and and this was, I mean, I had to kind of rethink and remember what, what what it was, but this was uh, set in an uh, area in the northern county of San Diego in a place where there's like a lot of open space and hiking, and it was called Daily Ranch and i was familiar with it and once i was getting into geocaching i realized oh this would be a great place to hide a geocache mm-hmm. and so it's a really easy hike in fact part of it is is paved and then once you get in, it's about a mile walk, but it's an easy mile walk through shaded trees and oaks and things like that.
2: So we called it the Daily Ranch Mile. The Daily that Ranch the Mile, name of the
1: cache. Yeah, and what I did was I found a a building that was out there that was um, starting to deteriorate, but it looked like it was just sitting off. Uh, all by itself, and I found a cool place to hide a cache. And sure enough, I hid it, and it was there for the longest time. Um, And again, it takes about, uh, yeah, a mile or so to get in. And apparently it was found 22 times before the area was closed because eventually they demolished that structure. It was an old wooden structure, and uh, the cache eventually was archived. So, but I have good memories about that one, and especially being my first cash that I ever hid. I was kind of proud of it, you know. It was it was a it was an accomplishment I felt at the time, and I remember all the things that, or I have a picture that helps me remember all the things that I put into it. Yeah, we have some pictures.
2: Excuse me for the show notes. Yeah, uh, pictures that he put on the cash page. Um, And one of them is the container with all of the cool swag, all the goodies. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Great memories, and uh, yeah, it it uh, it is one of those that started me off on my geocaching adventure.
2: Now our first hide together, and then when before we became team podcaster, we were Itrax and Foxtail. Yeah, and so um, this was even before we were married. Actually, Uh Uh, it was on May fifteenth, two thousand four. And we've mentioned this before, It the cache is called Junk for Jesus, yeah. and it's on the island of Catalina, which mm-hmm. is off the coast here of California, near uh, a place called Campus by the Sea. And we had gone with our church for a singles retreat. Yeah. And it's very isolated. It's
1: really hard to get to. You in, know what I just realized? What? It was it was hidden on Sean's birthday four years before he was born.
2: Oh, my gosh. I didn't even see. I didn't even dawn on me May 15th. That's right.
1: Yeah. And so four years to the date exactly later, Sean was born.
2: Well, we planned that well.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Catalina, if you take a look on a map, is one of the Channel Islands out here in California. It's right off the coast. It's Actually, it's, 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 it's about 23 miles off of the coast of both Los Angeles and San Diego, mm-hmm. and you need to take a ferry, obviously, to get get out there. But um, while you get there, there's a pretty cool place called Avalon in Cat- the city, in the yeah, city or you the town, little yeah. town, and yeah. And you, you go Google it, search it up. Uh, Avalon on Ca- Catalina Island. And uh, it's a pretty neat thing. Well, while we were out there one time for a singles event, Sandy and I were not married to each other, we hid this.
2: Well, and the retreat center is, is isolated, like I said, and, and you pr- pretty much wouldn't go there unless you were going to a retreat there yeah. for some kind of thing. So even though it's been out there since to- 2004 and it's actually still active, yeah, it's only been found 10 times. yeah, And um, it's, it's there and it was actually replaced... And uh, helped to be maintained by our friend retired guy mm. because we haven't been able to get out there again no. since, since we hit it.
1: Yeah, I mean, if we really wanted to, we mm-hmm. could, we could, we could book a, a, a trip out there. That would actually make a pretty, pretty neat trip, you it know. Would, yeah. yeah. Anyway, but um, over time, I guess the container deteriorated. But one of our listeners, retired guy, went out there and uh, took care of it for us. Yeah.
2: Now the second souvenir in this promotion that we're all doing is memory lane first geocoin. Mm. And so we started thinking about geocoins and trackables and I went back in our history and the first trackable log that Sonny again before me uh, ever did was December 1st, 2002. Uh And it was on this trackable called Molly, the wide eyed wanderer. Yeah. And, um, the log he wrote was, I found Molly in a Point Loma cache in San Diego, a very scenic spot, by the way. I will try and find something local to pin on her and take her up to Long Beach next week. And so Sonny started looking at the pictures and yeah. memories started coming back to you, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because the name sounded familiar, but I'm like, what is that? And once I saw the picture, it immediately all came back to me. And I think I was going up to Long Beach or up to the Queen Mary, either to visit friends or maybe there was a, a, a education conference or something Mm -hmm. up there. But I do remember uh, purposely traveling with Molly to get her to a different location.
2: And taking a picture of her by the Queen Mary. Yeah. And, you know, there's
1: nothing like a photo that brings back memories, just like that one by the Queen Mary of a different time in your life. Uh, You know, for some people, it could be a smell or a taste. Maybe for some of you, it's a song that brings back memories. And those memories are so clear that you can almost put yourself back in those days. You know what I'm saying? Uh Uh-huh. Now, it's why I love photography, and and it's one of my most favorite things, even just quick snapshots that all of us can take on our cell phones these days. Uh, I look at old caching photos or even of just swag that I put in caches that I hid, and I think, oh, yeah, I remember that. So many things have changed since then. I used to cache with paper printouts, (laughs) and I used to have to enter coordinates uh, by hand in my dedicated GPS. And now we all have smartphones, which, you know, it can make geocaching a lot more spontaneous and convenient and now there's like uh, adventure labs, and, and those are a thing now. Now, one of the things that still unites the old me and the current me is the love of adventure, storytelling, exploration, and the community that geocaching then and today brings. And, uh, you know, geocaching is a great venue where these things get to play out. That's so, true. yeah.
2: Nicely said, honey. Yeah, thank you. Now, the first team podcaster geocoin that we made was back in 2006. Oh. We had very few made, only 65, and it's a really rare one to have. And we gave most of them away in 2006 uh, for some fundraising that we were doing. Uh, We gave them as thank yous, as some prizes on the show, and now we only have five of the 65 left. That's all. And in case you didn't know, they are only available for club members who join at the highest elite level. And you can find out more at podcaster.com slash club and listen up later in the show to hear about another opportunity for a chance to get a rare coin. Yeah,
1: you know, I I do have a memory of uh, sometime after 2006 when we went to a geocaching uh, mega event. And at the mega event, there was a coin trading event, like a really big gathering. And it was Mm -hmm. one of the first times I've seen people with like, these containers and, and binders and coins. Of coins. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so I was kind of looking around and just just checking out the coin you know, the coins that were being traded at the time and, and this was at the time when coin trading and buying was hot. Uh-huh. It was a big deal. And so people had all of their collections displayed. And I remember walking up to one of the binders and I saw one of our coins. Uh-huh. And there were people around looking at different ones. I went and and because I saw it was ours, I kind of said, oh, that's an interesting one. And the person who owned it didn't know who I was. They uh-huh. had bought it or whatever. Uh-huh. And I said, oh, oh, that's a pretty cool one. And I remember her saying, and it kind of brought some pride to, to me. Uh-huh. I said, oh, that's a really rare one. You you, you can't <laughs> get any of those. And so I kind of it was like, oh, really? They go, oh, no, they didn't make a lot of those. Those." Those are really rare. <laughs> so she was proud of having this thing that she had, but didn't
2: know you, but or didn't know Black who guy. we were, that's you funny. know,
1: and I might not have been wearing <laughs> a shirt or whatever. And that's, that's all good and fine. But yeah. I, I do remember that event and, uh, and that memory there. Yeah.
2: And we're going to share more memories later on in the show. we recently heard from Jesse Tuttle, who wanted us to share with you about a new GeoTour and kickoff event happening in, happening in August in Kentucky. The official GeoTour is themed and titled Barbecue, Bourbon, and Bluegrass. Mm. The launch event is August 15th, 2020 in Owensboro, Kentucky. Jesse says, we want to spread the word and encourage people to log their will attends if they're planning to visit so we can work with the city next week in planning it. We'll be giving out 300 plus free GeoCoins at the event. Wow. The GeoTour is five caches, all set within the beautiful, award-winning Smothers Park on the riverfront. There are already 189 will attend, so it looks to be a large event. Um, The cache page says that the entire GeoTour is within the same park. The event's going to set up a tent so participants can stop by, and there's going to be some vendors and some swag. And they also say the venue is large enough for proper social distancing. And the event was approved by and supported by the City of Owensboro, Kentucky, and the Visit Owensboro, Kentucky Visitors Bureau. So if you're in that area on August 15th, uh, check out the links in our show notes for more information. You know, we have said on the show so many times that we love the creativity of geocachers. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that creativity comes out in the geocaching world, whether it's containers or puzzles or locations or camouflage. And other times, d- people are just creative in their lives outside of geocaching.
1: Yeah, that's right. And this particular topic is near and dear to my heart because I love music, play music, and, and consider myself a musician. And so here's something that comes to us from listener Vicious Cycle. It said, Dear Sunny, Sandy, Sean, and Sela, besides geocaching, one of my other hobbies is playing the ukulele. Way to go, Vicious Cycle. <laughs> <laughs> so do I. The other day I was having a somewhat unsuccessful day at finding any geocaches. I literally logged four DNFs in a row. Oh, I hate those days. <laughs> but, but you know what they say, a bad day in geocaching is still better than your best day at work. However, the DNFs inspired this song, which I began singing on my way home from geocaching. I had to pull over and start writing down the lyrics so I wouldn't forget them. I got home, tuned up the uke, and here we are. Hope it gives you a smile. And once again, that comes to us from Vicious Cycle. And by the way, I uh, can absolutely understand what he means by having to pull over, write down some lyrics. In fact, sometimes when I have a melody in my head, I, I, all I will do is turn on a recorder and it doesn't have to be perfect. It just needs to remind me when I get home what I was thinking and either hum or whistle or sing the melody that I have in, in my head, because sometimes by the time I get home, it's gone. <laughs> so here up next is Vicious Cycle.
0: Today, searching for a cache. I looked and I looked, but all I found was trash. I got the geocache blues. I got the geocache blues. I got the geocache blues so bad, it makes me sad. Well, difficulty one, terrain 1.5. But here's an anthill. And there's a beehive I got the geocache blues I got the geocache blues I got the geocache blues so bad It makes me sad Well, I got a streak going But it ain't the good kind Ten days in a row without a single find I got the geocache blues I got the geocache blues I got the geocache blues so bad Makes me sad DNF's all day, man This ain't no fun I Gotta keep searching Till I find at least one I got the geocache blues I got the geocache blues I got the geocache blues so bad fills my heart with glee, but I had to settle for a silly LPC. I got the geocache blues, I got the geocache blues, I got the geocache blues so bad, makes me sad, one more time now, sing it with me, I got the geocache blues, everybody, I got the geocache blues, oh what am I gonna do? I got the geocache blues.
1: Somebody help me! I got the geocache blues. I got the geocache blues so bad it makes me sad. You gotta love
2: it! Uh,
0: it's so awesome. Podcasters, geocache
1: blues—they're <laughs> talented in so many ways, both artistic, poetic, creative, and obviously musical. All right, hope you enjoyed that, and thanks once again, Vicious Cycle.
2: take a moment to acknowledge some very special geocachers out there. The rest of the podcaster listeners really owe them many thanks because without them, there wouldn't be the benefits of the geocaching goodness you're listening to each and every week. All podcaster listeners are able to enjoy this show for free because of the support we receive from the generous few podcaster club members who have stepped up and financially kept this show going. If you enjoy what we work hard to create and craft each week, you too can give back and join the podcaster club. These members are near and dear to our hearts and you'll get all the extra perks we can throw at you and our eternal gratitude for thinking highly enough of our work to support our efforts. Find out more and join the podcaster club at podcaster.com slash club And listen later in the show for a special opportunity if you join now.
1: And we want to thank all the people who entered our recent contest and answered the question, where would you travel to go geocaching if the travel restrictions were lifted? And we got a lot of great answers. And here's a few of them. And, you know, you can
2: use these for ideas for yourself. Yeah. Maybe put them on your bucket list of somewhere you'd like to go someday. Yeah. Um, WONXM said, I'd travel to Seattle and go to Geocaching English Shoe. That's yep. probably on a lot of people's lot, lists. Yep. MathSeeker said, Woodworker9 and I had plans to travel to Kansas for the Mingo Madness Fun in May. Mm. We're hoping the restrictions are lifted for the event to take place in September. We have previously found Mingo but want to visit the area and see the marker that was erected. Okay.
1: We also heard from a Josa or a Hosa from Finland. The first place I would definitely take a flight to is London. I've been dreaming of finding the epic Beatles-themed webcam cache, London, Beatles, Abbey Road. Oh, that would be so great to find. I, that although sounds I hear, like a cool one. Yeah, although I hear, you know, it is a tourist attraction and it's rather busy and it's very difficult to, to get that shot. Yeah. But uh, still, very cool. That's a good choice. Yeah.
2: Traveling armadillas said, prior to travel restrictions, my wife and I had a trip booked to Hawaii for our 25th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Oh, we were excited about finding the state's oldest. We are looking forward to taking the trip when things
1: improve. Okay. We also heard from Orange and Blue who said this. We've been wanting to plan a road trip uh, from St. Paul, Minnesota to the Black Hills of South Dakota. Hopefully, it can happen next year. A stretch goal would be to grab a few new states, uh, Nebraska, Wyoming, and Montana. And see the Devil's Tower at uh, the at, oh, there's a, there's a cache there. Yeah. Right, right, uh, right.
2: Casey too said I would visit Florida to get the puzzle solving final exam find. I completed the nine lessons from home and learned a lot. Okay. And Bloody Cool said I would go to Alaska and find the Earth caches in Denali National Park. Oh, that would that be would cool. Be amazing.
1: We also heard from uh, Midwest Char who said this, As a newbie to the sport of less than two months, I find everything about it interesting and exciting. I would travel to Italy, or even even more specific, the Vatican City. I had the opportunity to visit Rome exactly one year ago, and if I would have known then what I know now about geocaching, the once-in-a-lifetime trip would have been totally different with another fun element added to it. Yeah, we, yeah. we did a whole show on that yeah, about where the,
2: where you've been before you were geocaching, geocaching yeah. and the regrets. Yeah. Emily Renee said I would travel with my mom to West Virginia to complete the Gadgets Geo Tour, then proceed north throughout New England to help my mom come closer to geocaching in all 50 states.
1: Okay. We also heard from Scrabble Hounds if the COVID nineteen restrictions were lifted I would head to Hanover, Germany for a twenty day stay. Nice. Yeah, there's lots of good caches in Hanover. Yeah.
2: We got this audio from Casher Your Sunny.
3: This is your Sunny based in Geysersburg, Maryland. When the restrictions are lifted, I want to go to Long Cedar Point. That's a unique location in e- eastern Maryland. It's kind of a corner, and I am obsessed with a corner. To reach this location, you cannot drive within Maryland. You have to go out of state into Delaware, then back into that very small park which belongs to Maryland.
1: And finally, we heard from Ania or Ania in Poland. The travel restrictions have already been lifted. So I've been geocaching every weekend. Still, the borders are closed, so I'm looking forward to doing some broad caching. I hope to travel to Prague in September, which is famous for its high-favorited caches. Yeah, I've heard a lot about those.
2: And Prague is my regret because yeah, I was there many there. years ago before geocaching even existed. Yes. And saw those beautiful bridges across the Charles River that have those amazing geocaches that have so many favorite points.
1: Well, now. But I mean, have it now. Well, you can't yes. regret if they weren't even there. <laughs>
2: if I, if geocaching didn't exist back then right, you can still regret because I was in a cool place and, and they hadn't invented it yet. You can
1: regret all you want but if they weren't <laughs> there yet then you couldn't have done, it, I think the, the regret now is people who there were geocaches there and they didn't even know they were there Yes,
2: I get that. Okay. I get that.
1: But you just want the regret.
2: Because who knows if I'll ever go to Prague again.
1: Yeah. Someday we can think about Someday. it. Someday. Yeah. All right, let's get back to Memory Lane. Memory Lane, and this next one uh, topic up is first mega event.
2: Right, that's the third souvenir that you get, the Mm -hmm. first mega event. And as we mentioned on last week's show, I think we did a little... Blurb for the video For Daryl and Renee That they put together Yeah it was nice And our first mega event We attended Was the Temecula Valley Geocaching event three mm-hmm. And so they had Had one and two But they had to get The third one Before it was actually Mega status
1: Mega status
2: But and we hadn't gone To one and two This was You know I don't even know If we were around Or knew about those events
1: Yeah well And, and this one is In the northern county San Diego County Is pretty big And in northern county of San Diego So this is a place Called Temecula
2: mm-hmm. And it was in February of two. 2007. It was our 600th find. And before this, we had only attended about 10 events and certainly never won this big.
1: Yeah. And so this one, if I remember right, was held in a big gym Mm -hmm. and it was at a a church of that, uh, or a gym of that church. And the whole room was set up with round tables and colorful tablecloths. And I remember, because yeah, we'd gone to smaller pizza events and things like that, but this one was obviously very well organized and it was going to, it was Going to be able to accommodate a large number of people.
2: And we yeah. took our recording equipment mm-hmm. that we had back then. We recorded part of show ninety two. Yeah, <laughs> live from the event. That was a while ago. Yeah,
1: yeah. We got we got to meet uh, a lot more listeners to our show. We'd been mm-hmm. doing it for less than two years at that point. But we in San Diego, we had a lot of listeners, and we were we just starting to get fans. roll. Yeah, yeah. well, because we started what in two thousand five, so right. we'd been doing it for a couple years at that point. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we'd collected collected more listeners to the show.
2: Uh, we did several interviews, uh, and there was a chat. There was even a family there, the boldest heathens yeah. from the U.K., uh, yeah, and they yeah, had yeah. just, like, happened to be on holiday here and yeah. found about the event.
1: And and they had they had been listeners to us, mm-hmm. and so they, they knew us, and so we got to chat with them. That was yeah. neat. Yeah,
2: Yeah, so we have a lot of good memories from that first mega. I mean, obviously, since then, we've gone to tons of events, quite a few megas over the years, and even the Giga yeah. in Cincinnati. Um, but there's always a lot of, uh, fun memories from your very first either event or yeah. first mega that you ever attend.
1: And again, you know, we have the advantage cause we've done a lot of audio recording. So we have that, mm-hmm. but in addition, we've recorded a little bit of video as well as a lot of photographs. And that's really cool. Yeah. Now we've loved sharing some of your, of our memories with you. And if you have a memory to share, please send us an email or a voicemail or call it into our hotline. And it might be a lesson learned, on your first geocache hide or something that surprised you at your mega event or maybe an unusual experience that you had with a first trackable or geocoin and we'd love to hear your creative and fun stories and share some of them on a future show
0: podcaster games and contest
1: here at podcaster we love to play games and contests that gives you opportunities to win swag.
2: Now, this isn't a normal gamer contest, but as Sunny just said, we do love giving things away. Sure. And as we mentioned earlier, we have just five of the rare Podcaster 2006 Geocoins.
1: First Geocoin we ever made. Only yep. five left. That's only it. five. Yep.
2: And only 65 ever made. And they're only available for new club members who join at the elite level. And for the next three months, mm-hmm. the elite level.
1: <laughs> Say that again.
2: The elite level amount is go. being reduced. So even more of a reason to join now. Yeah. Now we also realize that many of you are not in a position to support Podcaster at the highest level. We totally get that. Yeah. And that's why we have two options at much lower cost. And you can also join with either a monthly commitment or an annual amount. And when mm. you do the annual, you actually get save, a save couple a little, months yeah. for free. Now for the next three months, we're going to sweeten the pot for all new club members. So, Anyone who joins at the standard level will get one entry into a special giveaway. Mm-hmm. Anyone who joins at the enhanced level will get two entries into this giveaway, yeah. in addition to the other extra gifts you receive. And the special giveaway is going to be three of our 2007 silver geocoins. Those are cool. Now, these are not as rare as a 2006, but they're still kind of rare and special and unique. Yeah. So we're going to draw three winners from all the entries out of the new club member Mm signups. This special offer is going to end on October 16th, and we'll give away the coins on the following show. And you can get all the information you need at podcaster.com slash club offer 2020. Okay. And for those of you who are current Podcaster Club members, listen to the next Map Show to find out how you can win one of the 2007 silver geocoins as well. We love you guys.
1: And that theme song means we are done with the geocaching goodness, at least for today's show. And it's now time for a quick Sean update.
2: And as I'm sure many of you who are parents can relate to, it's this is a time where you're making a lot of choices yeah. about what we're willing and not willing to attend or participate in. And it's kind of tough.
1: Yeah. It's challenging to be a good parent right now or to be mm-hmm. a parent at all. Uh, you know, social interaction for your kids, education, enrichment. It's these times we've used the word so often, but I don't know what else describes it. It's unprecedented. Nothing. We have nothing to compare it to within our lifetime experience. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the thing is, choices that we make today, uh, their results are going to be seen in three or four weeks. And, in fact, the results of, of choices we made a month ago are now just happening. So, you know, we have had to make choices about what Sean is going to do, what he's not going to do. And he's on board with it. He, uh, he understands the concern about uh, some of the things that are going out there. But that doesn't make it any less tough. Yeah. You know, he's been connected with some of his friends on Zoom. But you guys know it's not the same. It simply yeah. isn't the same. So anyway, it is where we are right now, and someday we're going to be through this. But right now, hey, stay safe so that someday when we get through this, all of us can keep on cashing. Bye.
0: Well, that's it for the show today. We hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to visit our website at podcaster.com. You'll find our show notes, useful links, and tons of resources. We always love to hear from you. Our email is at gmail.com. You can also call the Podcaster Hotline at 760. 760- 300 3633 find out all the ways you can contact us at podcaster.com slash contact till next time stay safe and keep on cashing
1: a stretch goal would be to grab a few new states uh let's see new england is that right No, no nebraska nebraska yeah nebraska wyoming and montana I see. E. it's not a state. I know it's not. Right after I said that, I'm like, okay. Sorry. It's an area. Let's start it again. Nebraska, Wyoming, Montana. Nebraska. Here you go.